Dragon Radio. I'm your host, ML Wieschuk. I'm here with special guest and author, David Manensky. I'm going to butcher that still. That's all right. It's Medansky, like three words, me, Dan, and Sky. We just discussed this right before the show, and I still got it wrong. <laughs> but you wrote a couple books here. But before we get into your books, what led you into writing? Well, I was a divorce lawyer for many years. And I was unable to detach from my clients' issues. So I got into playing casino craps and I wrote six books on that and became a world-class expert at casino craps. That was my diversion from practicing law. And then I started writing some novels and then I had my own weight loss journey back in July of 2016. And that's uh, when I wrote some more books on losing weight without going on a diet. So let's go into your diversion, because as a CEO, I know all about needing a diversion from your day job. That, that's what books do for us. So why Casino Crabs? I had an interest in it. Um, I saw an advertisement in the Arizona Republic's uh, sports page. Mm -hmm. This was back in, I believe, 1994, 1995. And it was by Leonard Benson. It said, earn 100000 a year playing craps. And I thought, oh, that sounds interesting. So I called the 800 number and I ordered the tapes. And I went to the live class in, in Vegas. And there were about 100 people there. And he was charging $600 per person. I can do math very quickly. And that realized that was $60,000. And he did one in Vegas and one in Jersey. And I thought, well, wait a minute. This guy's making $120,000 teaching craps. Uh, I was very confused by what he was teaching and never understood his methods. So I started reading about it and studying about it. Uh, and then I found some patterns and some ways to make money at playing craps. And so I wrote about that and one thing led to another. So yeah, that's, that's how I got into it. That's a very interesting way to get into writing a book. But at the same time, we're thankful that you did. Well, thank you. But it gave you a foundation to write your next books when you were going through your late weight loss journey. So the Correct. first one we yeah. want to talk about is discover the thinner, your thinner self. What exactly is that? Divine Connection Marketing is a collaborative fortune company that always connects you to the right connection. Check them out. Businesses all across the planet are looking to make connections with people. Well, guess, guess what? what? The Vine Connection Magazine is helping businesses not only walk in their Connection, but to get connected to their potential. That's why it's got to connect to your potential and you can make it happen now because it is time to know your work. 
as you as get you connected get to, people to people all across, all across the, planet, the planet, the Vine Connections magazine will make it happen. Get featured in the magazine today and get your copy now because there's no other time than a divine time to get connected to the Vine Connections magazine. It's a book that basically tracks my journey of weight loss. In July of 2016, my doctor told me, based on my lab results and being significantly overweight, I had a 95% chance for a fatal heart attack. And he gave me two options. He said, lose weight or find a new doctor. And he strongly encouraged me to find a new doctor because he had been after me for eight years to do something about the weight issue. So during the next four months, I shed 40, 50 pounds. 25% of my total body weight, and I've kept it off since then. During that time, I was attending Author 101, and Mike Keening was on stage, and he says, we're going to learn how to write a book right now. And he says, write down 10 questions people ask you as an expert, and 10 questions people should ask you as an expert, but don't. And I started writing about craps, because that's what I know. After 30 questions, I threw my pen down, because I did not want to write another book about craps. <laughs> and Mike saw me and he says, for those of you who don't know what to write about or don't have an expertise, write about a transformation in your life. And I thought, oh, I'll write about weight loss. The next person on stage gets up and said, I lost 100 pounds during the last year. And it continued on. And I, I talked to him afterwards and I said, I'm thinking about writing a book about weight loss. And he said, you should. So that's what encouraged me to write Discover Your Thinner Self. That is an awesome why. When you add a event, it doesn't matter what the event is, and you're challenged to write something, and then you go, oh, I'm thinking about, and someone tells you, you should write it about. Exactly. And so I followed through. And then I thought, oh, I could do better because the first book was okay, but nothing special. And then I wrote, if not now, why? Mm -hmm. And that was a really good book. And through that, I met Dr. David Friedman, uh, who became my mentor. He wrote Food Sanity. And I reached out to Dr. Friedman and I said, I'm thinking about writing another book on weight loss. He goes, why do you want to go through the expense of writing another book about, you know, dieting and weight loss? You know, worry about if not now, when I said, I have some ideas that are different, a different approach. Mm -hmm. And what I did was incorporate short stories and fables and analogies with lessons about life. However, I used those life lessons and applied it to healthy eating and a healthy lifestyle. So Dr. Friedman liked it and he, he wrote the forward to it. It's called Break the Chains of Dieting. And in fact, uh, Jack Canfield, uh, co-author of Chicken Soup for the Soul has recommended and endorsed it. That is a huge endorsement right there. Yeah, so I was really proud of that. Uh, it was an interesting conversation, uh, actually email back and forth uh, with Jack Canfield on, on asking for the uh, recommendation and endorsement. At first he said, no, I get a hundred of these requests a week and I don't have time to go through the manuscript. And he wrote me an email the next day saying, well, I received the hard copy in the mail and I was intrigued by the cover. So I started flipping through it. Then I started reading and it really is very well written. So go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I'll write the endorsement for you. So that was nice. That is an excellent way, way to get an endorsement. Me, I have one business book I'm currently writing. I reached out to my mentor. Can you do this for me? We'll see. And now he's the director of my board and he's still seeing if he's going to write the forward or not. 
uh, then I'd reach out to somebody else and say, you know what, I, I need to move forward. <laughs> well, I don't really need it, but at the same time, it's always great to have it that forward when you're writing a nonfiction book. Exactly. Um, although my next book that's coming out is called Stop Dieting, Start Thinning. Mm -hmm. And I did not expect to write another book. However, I was interviewed by a psychic in December who um, works for the FBI and the CIA and the Illinois and Chicago Police Department. And she was saying, you're going to write another book. And I said, no, I'm done. And she says, no, you are. And sure enough, she was right. <laughs> so it was, it was interesting because the cover, uh, someone mentioned that an expert, he didn't like the cover. He says it needs to be redone. So I reached out to, um, for Break the Chains of Dieting. Yeah. Yeah. So again. What, what's wrong with the cover? I don't well, see anything. nothing. Because if you ask 10 people, you get 10 different opinions. Right. So I reached out to someone and, and they said, well, why don't you change the title of the book? And I said, okay. And then I started thinking about it and she was giving me some suggestions on what to do for the title. And I thought, well, this book just won nine awards in different categories, in different mm -hmm. events. And I said, I think I'll just write a new book. So that's how Stop Dieting, Start Thinning came about. It's a condensed version of Break the Chains of Dieting. I took out the short stories and the analogies and I just put in there the nine secrets that people use for healthy weight loss that you know they love to eat. And it's not only a, a what to do book, it's also how to do it. And it's gonna be short and succinct and to the point. So here's what to do and here's how to do it. It'll be coming out probably in a few months. That's awesome. And who's doing the cover for that one? Uh, actually, I had someone, uh, it's called 100covers.com. And okay. they're doing it. Um, yeah, in fact, I just happen to have <laughs> a mock-up of the cover right there. Awesome. It's nice, clear, simple, to the point. Yeah, so it's easy to read. And with that, I created a daily food journal. Mm -hmm. And that'll be a bonus that'll be given away as a free download with the book. We always like the free. Now, when we're teaching people to lose weight, this doesn't mean if you're just like 10 pounds overweight, you need to go out and diet like crazy. What this means is you have to change to a healthy lifestyle. Correct. And that's what I advocate. I tell people, if you want to lose weight, don't go on a diet. Instead, change your diet. And that's the problem with diets is 90% of people who lose weight on a diet will regain all their weight within a year. Some gain even more. Because once they reach their goal, they revert to their old eating habits. And that's how the weight crept down initially. So you need to change your eating habits and your lifestyle. You want to do it in a way that you're going to enjoy. That way you keep doing it. If you don't like eating something, don't eat it. If you don't like exercising, don't. There's a lot of ways you can get physical activity without exercising. One is walking. Rebel Wilson lost 77 pounds in a year simply by walking an hour a day. And a lot of people may say, I don't have an hour a day to walk. Well, what you can do is you can break it up into segments. So another actress, what she did during her 10 minute breaks, instead of going on social media or texting friends, she would walk for 10 or 15 minutes. And she'd do that four or five times throughout the day. So during that time, you're walking 40 or 50 minutes or longer, not all at once. 
So everybody can do some physical activity throughout the day if they wanted to. Exactly. It's do you really want to or do I want to sit on the couch and watch TV? Exactly. And what I also tell people, there are three types of people who want to lose weight. The first type of person is someone who thinks about doing it. The second one who talks about it, but does nothing. And then the third one actually takes action and makes the adjustments to their lifestyle. Exactly. We want to be the third type, not the first two. Why? We want that healthy lifestyle and you want to have the better you. Exactly. And what I tell people is you're not going to do it for yourself. Do it for your kids, your grandkids, your spouse, your employees. And if you're a business owner and something happens to you, how would that affect your business colleagues or the employees you hire? Or if you work for someone, how is that going to affect your coworkers or the person you work for? So there may be a lot of reasons to do it other than your, for yourself. And that seems to motivate people more than doing it for themselves. The other thing with diets is people go on a diet to lose weight for events, weddings, class reunions, uh, summer. And, and once the event is over, then they revert back to their old eating habits. And when people look at the nine secrets that I share, they're not really secrets. It's things we all know what to do. We just don't do it. And people will look at those nine and say, I know that. And I'll tell them, yes, I understand you. You know that you know what to do. Are you doing it? And they'll say no. And the question is, well, why not? That's what we need to delve into and find out the reason. Exactly. It's, well, I have an excuse. I'm disabled. I don't want to get up. I can't get up. I can't do this. I don't have the funds for this. There's a thousand different whys not to do something. Exactly. And during my research for the books, what I learned is 80% of our thoughts are negative. So mm -hmm. imagine if you can change that and make 80% of our thoughts positive. It'll make a dramatic impact on our life. And what I tell people is don't focus on the problem. Don't focus on being overweight or obese or wanting to have a healthy lifestyle. Focus on the solutions. What do you do or what can you do to make those changes? Sometimes it's simple little things. The first step I tell people is to drink more water. And the reason I say that is 75% of the US population is chronically dehydrated. Our bodies are 60 to 70% water, not soda or diet soda or fruit juices or fruit flavored beverages. Yet more soda and diet soda is sold than water. So a lot of times what happens is we think we're thirsty or we think we're hungry and we're actually thirsty. So people eat rather than drinking water. And when you drink water, not only does it hydrate you, but it keeps you fuller and it suppresses the appetite. So that's one little change people can do instead of, you know, drinking the Starbucks foo-foo coffee and, and the sodas and diet soda, drink pure water. Uh, a lot of times people say, well, what's wrong with diet soda? It's zero calories. Diet soda is sweetened with aspartame. Aspartame has 92 known side effects. And one of those side effects is weight gain. And people are like, well, how does it cause weight gain? Well, aspartame inhibits your body from absorbing vitamins, minerals, and nutrients. So now it goes into starvation mode because you're not getting with the right fuel. So now it's in survival mode. So it fights to keep the weight on and aspartate increases your craving for sweets. So now you want to eat uh, sweet things such as candy bars or donuts or cakes or pies. So drinking the zero calories, not going to help you if you're eating the other uh, pastries and donuts and candy bars. Exactly. I mean, how many of us have a candy or junk drawer or a cabinet 
walk into anyone's house, I guarantee you have one area of your kitchen dedicated to junk food. Yeah, my wife is like that. She doesn't eat the way I do. <laughs> so she has a little area and I just ignore it and avoid it. <laughs> I mean, how much junk is in the junk food itself? that we take in is zero calories because it's healthy, but really is has hidden preservatives that do something else to your body. Well, you're right. It's, it's the chemicals that they put in there. In the 1990s, the average grocery store had about 15,000 items on their shelf. Today, it's over 50,000. Now, I don't know about you, ML, I have not heard about that many new fruits or berries or vegetables or nuts being discovered in that time. And what it is, there's more manufactured foods. And what manufactured foods are, they're created in a lab by someone in a white lab coat, and it's all full of chemicals, and it's got a long uh, shelf life. So you have to look at the ingredients on the nutritional fact panel. And when people read it, they usually read the nutritional fact panel wrong. Because most people, first thing they look at is the calories. The second thing they may look at is the serving size. They may look at the sodium, the grams of fat, the sugar. Very few people read the fine print at the bottom, which is the ingredients. And they make that print very small and fine so people won't read it. Because if you saw what you were actually consuming and ingesting, you wouldn't touch it. Exactly. It's are you actually eating food or are you eating a man-made chemical? Exactly. I refer to it as fake foods. Yeah. It's how many other here? I have an example right here. I have, this is just empty. My daughter eats this. Contains extra ingredients, a sugar, brown sugar, corn syrup, sweetener. You know, there's actually nothing in here that's chemical but this is also a caramel. Now, if I go to an actual something else, I guarantee the first things in there is gonna be chemical and names I cannot pronounce. Exactly, here's an interesting fact for people to check out. Cans of tuna that say packed in water on the front, if you turn it on the back and read the ingredients, it'll say tuna, water, vegetable broth, and sea salt. And they can have up to 168 different compounds in that vegetable broth without disclosing it. Now, the only place that I can find uh, tuna that says tuna impact in water or maybe sea salt is at uh, Costco. It's the Carolyn brand. Sometimes chicken of the sea brand they carry there, which is unusual because the chicken of the sea at the grocery store has the vegetable broth in it as an ingredient or uh, Wild Planet, the tuna that they sell uh, it's just tuna and water. So again, you got to be careful because things are mislabeled intentionally for marketing purposes, especially when it says fat-free. That fat-free contains oline, which is formerly known as Olestra. Olestra was developed initially as a cholesterol-reducing drug. And then Procter & Gamble figured out they can put in food to reduce the fat content. Well, the problem with that is it may be fat-free, but it's probably loaded with sugar and other chemicals. And then that sugar converts to fat in your body. So if you think you're eating healthy because it's fat-free, you're wrong. You're better off eating something that is not fat-free and doesn't have the chemical in there. In fact, Olean is banned in Europe, China, Canada, and um, other countries. There's a lot of 
things that are banned in other countries that we here in the US have not yet banned. That's because of the strong lobby from the food industry. Mm -hmm. And that's what my mission is, is to inform people of the deception being um, done to them by the food industry and the weight loss industry. And as a lawyer, I learned to distinguish between honest people, dishonest people, fact, fiction, and opinion. And unfortunately, there's a lot of dishonesty in the food industry and in the weight loss industry. And the reason I say that is if diets and their programs worked, we'd be all thinner and healthier. But the average person will attempt 126 different diets during their lifetime. So again, that just shows diets don't work. Diets tend to be extreme, temporary, hard to stick with, and a lot of them are potentially dangerous to our health. They are. You go to any frozen food that's a diet food. So you have the Atkins frozen foods, you have uh, lean cuisine, you have all these diet foods. What's the ingredients? Are they actually all natural or are they halfway chemical? Most of them are chemicals, especially mm -hmm. the ones delivered to your house. Uh, I've read the ingredients on, on those. It's my wife likes to get frozen meals occasionally, and I won't touch them. And when she looks at the sodium content, I said, look, there's 800 milligrams of sodium. Some have more. And she says, oh, I didn't realize it was that much. And I said, look at those ingredients. That's not food. That's a chemical in there. They use as preservatives. And, and so it's easier and more convenient for someone to buy a frozen meal, pop it in the microwave than it is to buy fresh you know, products and cook it. It's easier to go through a McDonald's drive-thru or a Burger King or Carl's Jr. or Wendy's. It's easier to order a pizza or pick up a pizza or have it delivered. And it's easier to pick up a bucket of chicken, you know, fried chicken than, you know, bake it at home. So there's a lot of things that people do because of convenience. It used to be people would go to the grocery store and a lot of them who were overweight would get the motorized shopping cart because they didn't want to walk. Mm -hmm. So they're driving around. Now, people don't even have to leave their house to go to the grocery store. They just have it delivered. So we're becoming less active, we're becoming lazier, and we're not eating as healthy as we should. Exactly. I, I love Instacart, but at the same time, it's actually making us more unhealthy. Yeah. The other thing is, if you look at a package of spaghetti, a lot of times on the front of it, mm -hmm. it'll say zero sodium, zero fat, so much protein. Uh, and you may look and say, oh, this is healthy. Look, it's zero this, zero that. What they don't tell you is it's got about 44 grams of carbohydrates. And those are simple carbohydrates as opposed to a complex carbohydrate. Mm -hmm. And that's what you find on the back nutritional panel. So again, it's way too much simple carbohydrates. So you should avoid the white pasta, the white rice, the white breads. Um, one of the breads that I like to eat is Ezekiel bread. It's found in the frozen food section. Mm -hmm. And the reason it has to be frozen is if they didn't, it wouldn't have a long shelf life. So you keep it in the freezer or the refrigerator. Uh, it's better than you know the other breads that are on the shelf. Uh, my wife, she'll get the breads that are on the shelf sometimes. And six months later, it'll look just as fresh as the day she bought it because of all the preservatives in it. Exactly. It's scary sometimes that you get something that's healthy, and air quotes on that, and really you watch it and it's not. I went through a culinary art school and we did um, mold tests on certain 
items. And this is back in early 2000s, late 1990s. And you sit there back then and watch mold grow over six, eight weeks and watch what doesn't grow. Well, there tells you right now that, you know, what doesn't, the mold doesn't grow on is dead food mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, nutritious food. The other thing is people don't look at food for their body as fuel. They use it for comfort, to relieve stress, for socializing. Very few people remember we have food as fuel for our body. And it used to be you have to go out and either grow your own food or hunt for your food and gather it. But because of, you know, commercialization and industrialization, it's easier now and more abundant than ever before. So we overconsume. The nutritional fat panel is based on 2000 calories per day. However, the average American will consume 3,600 calories per day, almost double. In the 1960s, the average male weighed 162 pounds. Today, it's 191 pounds. And women back in the 60s weighed an average of 148 pounds. Today, it's over 162 pounds. So as a society, we're getting bigger and bigger and heavier. And people look around and say, oh, I'm not as big or as heavy as that person. So I must be doing okay. Well, no, you're both overweight and you're both obese. So you need to take you know, charge. Um, seven out of 10 Americans are overweight. Four out of 10 are clinically obese. At any one time, there's 108 million Americans on a diet. And 45 million people will start a new diet each year. That's why I tell people diets don't work. Change your lifestyle. Make small changes. Do it gradually. Think of it this way. If you like to weigh 24 to 48 pounds lighter by this time next year, can you lose two, three, four pounds per month? Not a week, a month. Well, if you can lose, lose two, three, four pounds per month on average for 12 consecutive months, because some months you'll lose more, some you'll lose less. Over a year, that's 24 to 48 pounds less than what you weigh now. And most people say, yeah, I can lose two, three, four pounds a month, not a week. The problem is they see the national brands advertise on TV lose 15, 20, 30 pounds per your first month guaranteed. Yeah, you'll lose the weight. The problem is you may you know, hurt your health. And the other thing is it's not sustainable. And unless you keep buying their products or their special meals, you're going to regain it. Exactly. And the special meals aren't that special when they're all chemicals. Exactly. And People think being healthy or eating healthy is expensive. It's actually less expensive to eat healthy than it is to go out to a McDonald's or a Burger King or, you know, fast food place. Uh, and when people see what it costs to prepare, you know, a meal, I'm not even talking organic, just regular, you know, fresh vegetables and fruits uh, versus what they're paying at the drive-through, there's a big difference. And so exactly. it's better just take the time. You can sometimes make a family afford dinner for under $20. When was the last time you can go to McDonald's and feed a family of four on $20? I, I'm, you can't. In fact, um, my 90s? wife and I, when we, yeah, when we travel, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I'll stop and I'll get a breakfast sandwich because mm -hmm. there's not much else to do. And what used to be, you know, a couple of bucks is now six or seven dollars. And like, what? And yet people will complain that, a dozen pasture eggs um, 
at six dollars are too yeah. expensive and i'm like that's 50 cents an egg but you don't have a problem paying six dollars for an egg sandwich and, and a lot of times those places don't even use real eggs or chemicals mm -hmm. and people say well why should it be pasture eggs and i explained to them that if you see that it says range-free or cage-free, they're not always range-free or cage-free. It means they can go out the hens. But if you see how they're, you know, kept in these big uh, barns. You know, barns, yeah, uh, you realize we're pasture eggs. The hens are actually outside foraging for their own food. They eat the bugs, the worms, the grass, uh, whatever they can find. A lot of times on the, you know, egg carton, if you look, it'll say either special feed or grain fed well that's corn and soy that they're feeding the hens to make them bigger and to help produce the eggs um, if you look at a picture of a chicken back in the 1940s it's about a quarter size of what a chicken looks like now because of all the hormones and the way they've you know raised chickens and i look at that stuff and i say that's not natural that's not intended to be consumed by people no it's but not people, yeah. they make good pets when they're like that but they're not meant to eat at that point because it's not healthy exactly and the other thing is a lot of the chickens have a lot of the hormones in it or, or they're filled with water because then they weigh more and then they charge more for mm -hmm. the price exactly but we are almost out of time so where can our listeners and our viewers find you they can find me at my website which is www.iamthinning.com that's I-A-M-T-H-I-N-N-I-N-G.com. They can find me on Facebook under my name, David Medansky, or LinkedIn, or Instagram, or Twitter, although I'm not on Twitter very much. And they can also find my books on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and at their uh, independent bookstores. Also, if they want to get the book at their library, if the library doesn't have it, the library can order it so you can get it for free and, and read it so you can save some money. Awesome. And thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, thanks for having me as a guest. It's been a privilege and an honor. And for all of our viewers and our listeners, happy getting healthy. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.